What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, today's episode is a very special one because it's my first time officially interviewing anyone on my podcast. And to say I'm excited is an understatement. Um, But this episode will be an opportunity for me and hopefully maybe you two listening to learn a lot more about Chinese dramas or as they are affectionately known, sea dramas. And to help us with this, I've invited a fellow podcaster with one of my favorite names for a podcast, might I add. (laughs) We have with us today, Liliana from Tea and Soju. Welcome, Liliana. Hi, uh, it's very nice to be here, Lila. I'm so excited to do with it, oh. this with you. And oh. also, I'm your first guest ever, so I'm even yes. more excited. <laughs> no pressure, I promise. No <laughs> pressure. But I'm so, so appreciative to have you here with me today. Seriously, I, I don't think I could have picked a better person to start this off with me, the kind of this interview um, segment on my podcast. So I'm really happy to have you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. And I think this is going to be a really good uh, podcast episode. I think so too. And with saying that, I just want to let everyone know that Liliana will be schooling us on sea dramas today. And so I'm really excited about that. And I am a little familiar with sea dramas. I used to watch them a little bit back in the day, but I haven't watched any recently um, or in recent years. And so this should be pretty fun for me um, just to kind of see what's going on in sea drama land before I maybe pick up some more and you know in this year because I think that's what I want to do so I, I if you don't mind Liliana I will hopefully be kind of in your brain um and kind of just trying to see what's going on with sea dramas uh, go ahead they are <laughs> they are my uh, uh where I land is mostly Chinese dramas they were my gateway into oh. Asian dramas so I've been watching for quite a while now <laughs> So in saying that, could you give us a little bit more kind of like an introduction about you and your podcast? Sure. So uh, my name's Eliana. I'm a uh, Portuguese uh, girl living in the UK. Mm -hmm. And about a year ago, so this was last year, I, um, I, like I belong to a Discord server and we kept saying how there wasn't really any podcasts that were geared toward Chinese dramas. I mean, there's one or two here or there and there's a couple of other podcasts that will talk about Chinese dramas, but there's none that are like specifically focused on Chinese dramas. And a couple of friends of mine kept saying, you watch so many, you've been watching them for ages. Why don't 
don't you start one? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And then like the more I looked at it, the more I thought, and you know, with the encouragement from friends, um, I was like, do you know what? Why not? I'll just try one episode and I'll see how it goes. And then I actually ended up really enjoying doing it. And I think the hardest thing was to come up with the name and <laughs> Funnily enough, so my podcast is called um, the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a kind of a brainstorm between myself and a couple of friends on, you know, Discord that I'm part of. And one of them just came up. We were playing around with names and this one came up. And I was like, I really like this because China... <laughs> Yeah, China is very well known for their tea, so that's the root there. And then soju, oh, it kind of merges the Korean and the Chinese. So I was like, this is it. This is, you know, they, once that came about, that was it. That was the name. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started and how it's going. <laughs> Good. I, and that's what I want. I did want to know a little bit about the origin story of your name of your podcast because I adore it. I every time I see it, I'm like, oh my gosh, Thank it's so you. clever, so so clever. <laughs> but I. I absolutely take no credit for it at all because it was a, you know, group effort. There were so many names thrown around and this was the one that was like, once it came, I was like, that's it. You that's just it. know. And that was it. I knew that was you my name it. for the you podcast. <laughs> well, I love, I, I love your podcast and you're right. It does give this kind of perspective on sea dramas that I think there aren't that aren't really out there when it comes to podcasting. So we are grateful to have tea. So we are. Thank you. <laughs> and now that we kind of got a little intro about you and your podcast, I do want to kind of jump into some questions. And of course, I have a lot of specific questions exclusively about sea dramas, but I am going to probably be throwing in some questions that would help us kind of learn more about your journey into sea drama land and how it's going with you in sea drama land. Um, so if you don't mind, I kind of want to throw the first question out at you. Go for it. I'm very okay. excited. Okay, good. So the first one I did want to do, and you kind of already briefly touched on this in your intro. Um, do you kind of consider yourself an expert on Chinese dramas? <laughs> Would you say that? Or are you, I, are you still a casual fan? Um, I don't think I could ever call myself an expert. <laughs> and there's a simple reason for that. For you to be an expert, especially when it comes to Chinese dramas, you need to be so well versed mm. in the culture, the language, in all of it. And it's, you know, you probably would spend a lifetime trying <laughs> to be an expert. I know, a, well, a fair bit because I've Googled a lot. I've made like a lot of connections. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I know quite a few people that, you know, are Chinese and they explain a lot to me. So yeah. I've learned a lot through that. Um, I would say uh, if if anybody would ever be looking for an expert uh like my go-to and she's the one that i follow like religiously yes. would be um avenue x on okay. youtube oh. so she's she's very good because she's actually chinese she lives mm -hmm. in canada and she actually used to work in the chinese you know <laughs> drama scene in the behind the scenes so she knows a lot i know i can people. imagine Oh my goodness. Yes, yeah, she, she knows a lot of what's going on behind the camera and also 
being fluent in the language and the culture and you know it's her culture she explains so much that just kind of like makes dramas click so much better for international audiences because i think with anything whether it be korean whether it be chinese there is inevitably going to be something lost in translation that just doesn't quite click so it's great to have you know people like that to go to to like have that little extra um insight so yeah she's what i would call an expert i'm definitely not but i you know i try to be as informed as i can i would say okay so i just wanted to make sure that everyone listening knew that we i have someone who actually feels like they're informed on c okay so that's all i wanted to verify is that you are very informed yeah. okay perfect <laughs> so, um with that in mind can you tell me a little bit about the start of c dramas and you i know you kind of said a little bit about the start of the podcast but just kind of how long have you been watching c dramas what was it like where was the start of it all so um Funnily enough, I used to watch, before I watched any kind of Asian drama, I used to watch quite a bit of um, Japanese anime. Mm. And yes, and I used to watch it on uh, Netflix. And it was back in 2018. So, you know, four or five years ago now, Mm -hmm. back in 2018, I was on Christmas break. So over the Christmas period, my, the place that I work, closes for a whole week so i get that week just off (laughs) and i you know i as you do i was like scrolling through netflix (laughs) and netflix netflix kept telling me to watch this drama (laughs) and i was thrown right into the deep end because it's called the drama is called ashes of love and it is 63 episodes yes so and uh believe it or not i binged that in three days three days i I believe that drama i believe it i know (laughs) it's good i believe you I I uh, uh, I kid you not. I think I stayed up until seven o'clock in the morning. I went to bed, <laughs> slept for three hours, got up, and got back to watching. That's how good it was. I was like, I need. I don't know what sleep is. I don't what, need what, it. I just want to know what's happening. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny because my. I promise you, my next question is: How much of your week would you say is dedicated to C dramas or watching C dramas or like informing yourself about C dramas? And so, hearing you do that, you know, a, a sixty-three episode in three <laughs> days, I think I kind of get it. I think I kind of already get a picture of like how you dedicate um, your time to C dramas. Would you say that is kind of obviously you're not doing that when you're working throughout the week, but would you say you no. <laughs> you schedule it in pretty, you know? pretty tightly as far as like making sure you can get through some dramas throughout the week? So there is probably not one day where I don't watch at least one or two episodes, Mm -hmm. um, simply because Chinese dramas just work very differently to Korean dramas. Mm -hmm. The way they air, they are longer, they are, you know, in general. So you kind of, if you want to keep up, you kind of have to work a little bit harder to keep up with them. (laughs) And I would say, I would say 2021, so Mm -hmm. yeah, 2021, I watched so much. And even last (laughs) year, the first half of the year, I watched a lot now I don't watch as much as I used mm-hmm. to and that is simply because the podcast kind of takes exactly you know, time I... away from that yes. <laughs> oh I know funny, you know you I know, know. <laughs> <laughs> you would know so yes. yeah <laughs> 
but yeah it's still something that takes up pretty much apart from my job i would mm -hmm. say it takes you know you know job family partner friends and then probably dramas take up the bulk <laughs> of the rest of my time um that sounds i often say <laughs> Yeah. I often say that uh, I'm perpetually tired. That's just my oh. normal state oh. of being. No. <laughs> but when you so, have to fit in, yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. You got to fit it in where you can. Yeah. So that's I want to now that's true. kind of uh, just kind of go directly into more specific C-drama questions. Um, and one of the things I want to know is kind of why sea dramas like I know you watch a lot of different Asian dramas, but it seems like you kind of have honed in on sea dramas and I wanted to know if there's anything distinctive about them that makes you prefer them or gravitate to them in particular, since again I know you watch all kinds of other Asian dramas. So for me specifically, I think um, I gravitate towards different countries for different things mm. so if i want if i want something that is fantasy mm -hmm. that hands down i want a chinese drama <laughs> that's you know fantasy yeah. historicals mm -hmm. i want chinese dramas oh. if i want something that's like deep and set in modern times then i'm going to korean dramas mm -hmm. for that they do emotion really really well mm. so i go to different um you know if i want something a little bit more realistic a little bit more raw then i tend to probably go to japanese or taiwanese yes. dramas yes. <laughs> so you know i think i think every country offers its you know they have their you know strong suits and they have their weaknesses and i think there is something for everybody even within every single country because um they just churn out you know a lot and yes. when it comes to chinese dramas that is the main point in a month, you could probably get maybe at a push 12k dramas. And that's, a, you know, that would be people would be like, Oh, my God, that's so many k dramas. I look at that. And I think, Oh, you know, that that's, that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, a low number. Because <laughs> when you look at Chinese dramas, they oh. will churn out when it was December, they churned out 30 new what? Chinese dramas. In, and it wasn't it wasn't in four weeks because the first week of December they couldn't air anything <gasps> simply because a president, a former president died in China oh. and they kind of had like a mourning period. And because of that, it was kind of like a media blackout of, of sorts. Of so course. they couldn't really they couldn't really promote or anything. And if they were to air, they would kind of be losing money because they wouldn't be able to promote or get, you know, that chatter going. All of that was kind of like blocked for those seven days. So they released all of that in three weeks. And I was like, <laughs> this, you know, it's just a sheer amount of Chinese oh. dramas. So yes. It's, it's insane. It's oh. insane. So when I tell you there is a drama for everybody, I literally mean there is a drama for every yes. single person. Exactly. And that's what I was going to kind of lead to the next question of kind of how you go about picking and starting a C drama. So what do you consider when you're choosing a C drama to watch? And, you know, is it what you're in a mood for or if it's 
genre? What do you kind of gravitate to as far as like, this is what I think I want to, you know, what I use to pick a drama when I'm ready to start? So I actually watch a lot of my dramas will be on air dramas. I'm a person that I really, really love the chatter that happens when a drama is on air because we're all on the same playing field. We all have the same information at the same time. So it's, you know, that kind of chatter that everybody's kind of like got their own idea where the drama is going or you know they're seeing it in a different perspective and I love that kind of discussion that happens when um you know a drama's on air so a lot of the time my dramas will be on air dramas and the way I I mean about two years ago maybe three years ago you know a year into my watching I would just watch anything that would come up and a lot of the time at that point I would watch one drama at a time I would finish it and then I would move on to the next thing whereas now yeah that's not the way I watch at all that's changed completely I will probably always have maybe 10 12 dramas on the go and um (laughs) I will the way the way that I pick them is you kind of become accustomed to either following certain directors, certain mm-hmm. screenwriters, certain actors, for example. So if I look at a drama, I tend to try and keep a close eye on everything that's coming. Um, and then I can look at it and be like, okay, that that's got this actor, I'll definitely check it out. Or, you know, it's this director, I will check it out. So that's how I tend to go about. I tend to have a little, you know, look. And then just like the general chatter of people of saying, oh, you know, we're enjoying this one, or maybe you should check this one out, or something along those lines. But it, it but also, I have to be in the right mood. I'm a very mood watcher. So <laughs> if that drama is not doing it for me right now, it may not be the drama at all. It may just be that I'm not in the yeah. right mood for it. I yeah. may come back in three weeks yeah. and absolutely love it. Love it. Exactly. So, yeah, that's... That's so interesting because I completely relate to your process with with but with k-dramas that's exactly how i am it's like on air what everyone is talking about i really hate spoilers and so i don't like knowing what happens in something i want to kind of know it when everyone else knows it kind of thing so i like to try to be there in the moment and then we'll move on together to the next thing but yeah i completely relate to that process absolutely um but in also asking about that i want to ask about genre because you kind of briefly mentioned that you kind of go to different you know countries dramas based off of what they're probably best at or what you're looking for and so in thinking like that with with chinese dramas what genre besides historical would you say it's kind of the most popular and does really well is there one Um, or is it historical is it the i think i i think it's hard to answer that in general because what i think is popular for me may not be popular for you know the next person along I would say a lot of the time fantasy Mm -hmm. uh, is quite popular for international audiences, not necessarily for home audiences. There is a huge difference between Korean dramas and Chinese dramas, Mm -hmm. is that the fact that Chinese dramas are very much made for Chinese people in China, whereas Korean dramas have started to adapt to a Western audience. (sighs) 
they've had (laughs) you know that influx of money and i can understand that because korea is a much 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 smaller country than china you know there is millions and millions and millions of people in china alone so companies can very much make a lot of money in china um just from their home audience they don't necessarily have to cater to international um Mm. audiences Mm. so in saying that a lot of the time what is popular outside of china internationally is probably more probably i would say the fantasy and the modern rom-coms i would say that's probably the two that are quite popular outside of china but if you look inside of china i would probably say you know your historicals are the most popular or you know there's these types of dramas that um would be very much appealing to a Chinese audience but a lot of it gets lost in translation because they're very specific to things and issues in China so a lot of it isn't applicable to you know international viewers so it's quite interesting because normally you know I don't think you see quiet as a wider divide when you're you know looking at Mm. Korean audiences and international audiences but when you're looking at Chinese audiences versus international audiences, it does actually vary quite a bit in what is enjoyed across the board. Yeah, that's a great. I've never really thought about that as far as C dramas being having the luxury <laughs> to make dramas for for Chinese viewers and a Chinese audience. They do have that luxury. <laughs> That's a great point. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, the the push that, you know, K-dramas are, well, not even the push, what they are currently having to do as far as catering to the more westernized audience because of the money that's coming in from that side of things <sighs> i am feeling it and i am not the biggest fan of it i have already <laughs> been ranting and, and and kind of yelling into the void about it but you know it's happening and i have to just kind of move with it or maybe i'll just move away from it i don't know but it's yeah it's very noticeable so the fact that you called that out was like oh everyone i know is feeling it <laughs> um I've been feeling it mostly in the last year, specifically yep. because last in the last year, there was a lot of Korean dramas, but I felt like the storytelling was so far below the standard of what I expect a Korean drama to be. And I think that is because writers are not quite... Um, you know, they're being rushed to make rushed. it faster rushed. to make it... Rushed! So I feel like that's what's (gasps) happening in Korean dramas and I hate it because, you know, Korean dramas are just so good as they are and I feel like, you know, they're being pushed into a corner that they don't necessarily need to be pushed into, but, you know. They have so much there that they could just, you know, rely on and instead, you're right, they're, they're being cornered. And I don't want to talk about Alchemy of Souls, but I definitely think that's one of a great example of it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I can't. I will be raging for an hour. I know, if let's I start not start. on Alchemy of Souls. Let's not start. Let's not start. I mean, I kind of do want to hear your opinion because remember in the beginning, the controversy was regarding it being a kind of ripoff of a C drama? That was like a little bit of the, so, <laughs> the yeah, I, can we talk about that really quickly? Right. Like, what were your thoughts about that coming from that side of sure. things? 
so basically for me i will say straight away there is a huge difference when it comes to korean fantasy and chinese fantasy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. chinese fantasy is a lot of the time built on chinese mythology so it comes from it's rooted in something whereas korean fantasy it does rely a little bit but most of it and especially something like alchemy of souls is completely built from the ground up, ground up now yes. to, <laughs> to do something like that properly you need years to mm. hone in that story build that world build those characters <gasps> all of that needs to be completely built you know from the ground up and you can't you can't do it in six months or even you know you need at least a year maybe two years to it's like writing a fantasy book that is oh, literally yeah. what they're doing yes they're writing a novel but to do that it takes some writers years <laughs> to build to the that. world exactly. you can't expect a screenwriter to do that in a couple of months exactly. and for me i was bored throughout a lot of alchemy of souls i felt like the acting was wasted oh. i will say i will oh. say i will say the cgi was really nicely done it was i beautiful. you know there it was, was there was clearly there was clearly money, money. there Tons but <laughs> the problem i have the problem i have is when you have fans of alchemy of souls who have never watched mm. chinese fantasy mm. coming in and saying chinese dramas need to learn from alchemy of souls and that's where i draw yes. the line because i'm like what? no tr tr trust they don't they don't <laughs> who? i was having I this was <laughs> I can't believe people were saying that. Like, why would they say that? Oh yes, I was having I was having a conversation with uh, Jess from the Dayback podcast, yes. and her and uh, her and myself have share a lot of opinions on this of the same opinions. And she did a TikTok, and the TikTok kind of blew up, and a lot of it was Alchemy of Souls fans just going absolutely, you know, if. Do you know, if you prefer Alchemy of Souls, then that's great. I'm glad that's you enjoyed great. it. Fine. But yeah. if you don't quite know, you know, I don't know. I don't think Chinese fantasy for me is really special. And I, I'm probably very biased to it. It, <laughs> it was my gateway drama. Yeah. But their stories are a lot of the time very 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 nicely woven together like because they do it in you know 40 episodes or whatever they do it in a lot longer episodes but when i tell you you are gripped to that screen from you know for yeah. those 40 episodes i like i said ashes of love is a fantasy drama it is 63 episodes and i was gripped absolutely gripped to that screen because the, you know the mythology behind it the goddesses the gods the powers there's so much all coming at you and it's so beautiful to look at that you know it is it is i think it's one of the things that china does really really well so to say you know that i yeah, yeah. that was a hot topic no for a hot minute yeah, there's no there's no comparison you're absolutely right i think that is unfair for people who don't who aren't not familiar with fantasy c dramas comparing it to alchemy i don't think that makes any sense unfortunately i'm sorry that may not be a nice take but i don't think that makes any sense to compare the two if you especially if you've never really watched a fantasy c drama like there you don't 
have any legs to stand on if you're trying to compare the two you can't do that so mm. i i can't believe that was even a thing that people were going back and forth also, trying to compare that <laughs> i know also for me personally i just hate this mentality of pitting countries against of each course. other when it comes to dramas of course. Of course. because i'm like they all offer you great things and if you just immerse yourself in all of them you are so enriched by learning from all of these different cultures from all of these different countries and I feel like you can you know a whole world can be opened up if you just sort of you know go with I like this drama and not this country is better than this country absolutely. if that makes sense absolutely there's something for everyone in all of them so there's no need there's no need to compare exactly absolutely so and now i want to talk a little bit more about the kind of genres like you've been already talking about the fantasy sea dramas and i i'm kind of confused and so this is why this is perfect to have you here i do feel like there's different types of historical Chinese dramas, right? Are there like different names for them or like different features that define them? Is that a so thing? it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the historicals. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is something that different different oh that word that <laughs> makes them different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Um basically you have them whereas when you look at a Korean Seiguk, for yes. the most yes. part it will all be set in Joseon dynasty. Yes. That tends to be, you know, Seiguks in Korean dramas. Yes. when it comes to chinese dramas that is not the case huh? and that is simply because china has thousands so and so thousands yes. and thousands of years of yes. rich yes. history to rely on so you have you know um the tang dynasty you have the ming dynasty you have a lot of different dynasties that you know they can pick on so that for historicals i would say that would be the different you know the difference between them would be okay. what you know um period they are set in you okay. know that will be the difference the different the biggest i think difference would be again when it comes to fantasy there is a lot of different names for different ah. genres within fantasy that's maybe what and i'm thinking. okay yes yes so okay. so yes the three the the three most common ones that you will hear talked about at least by you know um international audiences i would say there's two that are will come up pretty much all the time and one that may pop in there every now and again so the first one would be uh wuxia and wuxia is basically something that is a very particular style of martial arts and that's when a storyline follows a hero that kind of like travels throughout china and there is no magic nothing like that in a wuxia drama a wuxia okay. drama it is basically a person who you know um works at their martial arts and almost becomes kind of like godlike within their fighting ability but there is no power involved in terms of like magic or gods or any fantasy in that sort in mm -hmm. wuxia wuxia is a very um and actually i 
again i learned a lot from avenue x and she was saying that there hasn't been uh, a lot of dramas are called wushia nowadays yes. but there hasn't been a true wushia drama in a while oh. um because it does stand on a you know and this is where i think a lot can sort of uh, get lost because we as international audiences we would see a mash you know a fighting scene and we would probably assume that yes. was wushia yeah. and yes. that's not necessarily the case oh. um oh. so yeah that's uh, the you know that's the one that you would probably here all the time would be yes. wushia and that is you know at its core it is basically a martial arts um you know kind of drama where a hero kind of travels throughout china and solves problems and that's you know the basic very very basic gist of that <laughs> and then you cross over into Xianxia, which would be for us in the West would be something kind of equivalent to fantasy. And by that, I mean, it'll involve gods, it'll involve, you know, um, cultivation. And by cultivation, it means that, you know, a demon or a, you know, um, smaller god or anything like that, they can sort of cultivate over thousands of years to become more and more powerful um so that is where the chinese mythology kicks in okay. because okay. there is so much behind it and that is you know i it is something that you just kind of like start to learn as you watch more and more because they do actually explain things to you in a lot of dramas they kind of like explain things like that um yes but I like I said, I Googled a lot. Exactly. I Googled a lot in of the beginning. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I I found people that, you know, know what they're talking about and everything like that. And uh yeah, those would probably be the two where, you know, you would have um you would have um a distinction, so okay. to speak, okay. in terms okay. of um you know, fantasy. Fantasy, but so, yeah, and then okay. okay. Yeah. So and then the last one you'd probably hear about is one that I can never pronounce properly. Okay. But I will try my best. And it's <laughs> Xuan Huan. Okay. And basically that is it is fantasy and it does involve the Xiancha genre, but it it is more set in like something that is set outside of china so oh. it is fantasy that would be set in like almost a foreign you know place to china so that's you know that would be a different style altogether so yeah there is so what i mean by when we were talking about you know the difference between korean fantasy and chinese mm -hmm. fantasy mm -hmm. this is what i mean exactly. chinese fantasy is so rich so you know Layered. like i said oh they my build, yeah so yeah they build a lot they build a lot on their mythologies but also a lot of the time they adapt from ip novels which is like you know independent novels yes. Yes. that have been published, published so that means that whole world has already been built for them they exactly. just have to adapt it to the screen exactly. so that's why their stories to me personally feel a lot more cohesive because they have that background 
backstory already kind of like all set out so exactly and and then i you know i think you're right as far as the amount of episodes matters <laughs> and i know people mm. sometimes aren't the biggest fan of watching things for an extended amount of time like say the 50 and up but i do think that makes sense for something like a fantasy like you said that is built off of a novel already that has this world they have to build it's going to take at least 20 episodes just to completely kind of set up the world mm. so it does make sense and i think that is the difference with and even with if you think about korean you know say dramas they you know 50 they have 50 60 episodes of those you know like those are giving so much time so it makes sense that if you're going to do fantasy with the same kind of idea you should probably think about putting that many episodes into play so i'm not trying to but, bring alchemy again but whatever. yeah <laughs> but also one of the one of the major differences is that a chinese episode will not go over 45 minutes tops Ooh, that was that one of the questions. i was gonna ask that question yeah. about the amount of, okay so it's only 45 minutes okay yeah that's pretty impressive because i'm so not used to that i'm like what is a 45 minute episode look like <laughs> i get i get and that 45 minutes that will include probably about you probably want to take another five minutes off for beginning and ending credits, credits. so yeah. you know for that and that i get so much whiplash when i go from a chinese yes. drama to a korean drama because imagine. these episodes <laughs> they seem to be getting longer i they don't are. do well i they don't are. do well with a, an hour they and a half are. long episode i'm like what's happening what well, this is two oh chinese God. episodes <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because i hear that so often from friends of mine who watch k-dramas they're like i have to take a break like i cannot continue watching an hour long episode like just all the way straight through or an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes i mean they're getting longer and longer and i don't i'm not I, sure i find i'm finding the justification for that it's not making sense but you know yeah i can't remember what drama it was but it was like one hour and 50 minutes for like the last episode um oh which one was it i can't remember but it was one i watched last year and it was i was like i i need to break this up into like three because i can't sit there this is like a movie i don't do well with movies i don't get it i, <laughs> I, was... I don't get it i mean i enjoy it because i'm used to it i think and so it doesn't so me going to 45 minutes would, would be like what is happening <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's definitely that <laughs> and then even how you said like the the beginning credits and the ending credits take up another five minutes oh, yeah. like, like wait what where's the episode then so i'm excited actually like this is actually being really excited about going into sea dramas again after years and years of not watching a sea drama but i this is exciting me i'm not gonna lie but okay let me have this quick question because of course you have to talk about this do you have a favorite actor, actress that you just completely adore and that you watch everything that they're in, no matter what it is? You don't, you don't even I, like, all the time you follow them. I do. I do. So for actresses, and funnily enough, uh, I was literally just writing my episode notes for an episode oh. I'm doing on her coming up. So oh, okay. <laughs> basically same. there is... Yes, there was there is a Chinese actress and her name is Bai Lu and oh, really? she is 
Yes, she is literally, for me, the queen of chemistry. You could put her in front of a wall and she would have chemistry with that wall. So there has not been a drama of hers that I, I think I have watched everything on her resume except two dramas. So I pretty much covered all of her dramas and there isn't, there hasn't been one that I haven't enjoyed her in. And she funnily enough i'm even more impressed because she only came into the industry when she was uh 24 i believe no she so she came into she came into the industry in 2016 i believe 2016. Um, so yeah she's fairly new but her following is already huge Huge. she has a huge (laughs) following yeah 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 she has a huge following she's probably one of the more well-known actresses in chinese dramas and in general she has done everything from modern rom-com to you know fantasy to historical she has done a little bit of everything range so i that yes so cool she definitely she definitely has and um she is the type of person or actress where as soon as i see her name pop up i don't care what drama it is i don't care what it is i i'll check it out i will check it out i am i'm very much the type of person that i will check there's a couple of actors and actresses that i follow around Mm -hmm. i will check their dramas out but i will not stick to them unless i'm really enjoying it i know some people can like watch a whole drama (laughs) just because it has like their favorite actress or actor in i can't do that if i'm not like a hundred percent enjoying it then i can't do it luckily for me she picks or you know her (laughs) company picks her projects really well (laughs) so i've been really lucky lucky Uh, so yeah she She's definitely one that I follow throughout. And then for actors, now, funny story. Okay. <laughs> I, there, it is, it is. So there was this one particular actor who I had watched him a couple of times. And in one of the dramas, and I have always said, he's not that great. I really dislike his acting. Oh. And then okay. I watched one drama in particular where i was like oh my god this guy why is he acting i i really ran him into the ground into the ground right and i was like he he's so wooden like i don't understand what is happening you fast forward six months no and very oh yes the very 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 popular love between fairy and devil and oh, i am talking about i know the that i you do. do i do you, you probably do because it is everywhere it's everywhere yes <laughs> yeah so the male lead in that is called one Hedi. and so he also has so f- another fun fact in a lot of chinese actors and actresses will have a uh, english name yeah. i tend to go i learned a lot of them by their chinese names mm-hmm. so that's the ones i tend to go to mm-hmm. but for one hoodie if anybody hears you know dylan wang that is the same uh-huh. person it's yes. just his english <laughs> yes. name yes. dylan wang yes so, I'm familiar with yeah that. so 
see see exactly so basically i i went into love between the fairy and devil because it's fantasy and when it's fantasy i tend to check it out just yes. in general because it is one of my favorite genres you know i grew up reading fantasy so to me it's just so immersive mm -hmm. so if it's fantasy i tend to check it out and i i i went in thinking i'm gonna hate this i don't like this actor he is terrible you, you wait five episodes okay. in and I'm like, oh my God, he's so good. He's so what? good. I don't understand what's happening. What happened? So yeah, what what my, happened? Do you know what they, So basically what happened was I, the only thing I would say is the drama that I watched him in previous to that okay, okay. Uh, and the one that I was like, he, he is, he is terrible because <laughs> I think I'd only watched him in very small parts and then I watched that drama. I think it's called Miss the Dragon. Do not recommend. Okay. Do not recommend. Okay. Um, but that is, that is a fantasy drama and I went in because because again, it's fantasy. And I, the only thing I would say is his styling wasn't the best. Okay. And I am thinking that it, the way he was acting must have been acting, you know, directing choices that were yeah. made. And because when I tell you this man <laughs> gets, you go, you go and see it. There's a very specific, um, scene in love and between you know love between fairy and devil where he has a very very heavy emotional scene okay and you watch that scene and then you go and watch the behind the scenes and his co-star uh esther Yu, yeah. literally has to go and comfort him because oh. he cannot bring himself oh, out, out of, of that scene. moment oh. yeah oh so God. that's the kind of actor oh. he is so I can only imagine. And then after going back and talking to people who watched him in his very first drama and have yes. kind of like followed him along, they have said he was never, he never wanted to be an actor in the first place. Oh. He kind of like stumbled upon the profession okay. and then he kind of learnt a little bit as he went. So what we're watching in Love Between Fairy and Devil is literally his progression oh. and him like getting so involved in that character and in that directing. And now I'm going back and watching a couple of his other dramas and I'm like, actually, he really wasn't that bad at all. Even oh. in in these dramas that are older, it was literally just that one drama where he was, you know, and so I can only put it down to, um, you know, directing, directing, but I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad that, you know, um, I got to watch him and now he is one that I follow. Yeah. And also I'm even more excited because right now he is filming a oh. drama, a modern rom-com with Bai Lu. Oh, so what? I'm i'm like over the moon and oh my, living oh my it. goodness that is a match made for you then like that i is know to be the best thing you like the best thing what happens if it's not good though like what what happens are you is it going to be the one time where you're like i'm going to stick it out no matter if i'm not 100 percent in love with it um it's it's the story that is basically going to be about a ceo and a journalist it is going to be rom-com yeah. i'm down for that that okay. is that i very rarely 
like do not like those types of dramas because they're just you know good to watch and i have i have watched there's been lots of leaked um stuff and they look good they look really good on screen so do you know when this one comes out because this might be one that i like jump in with (laughs) like like, when does this one come out do you know yet so uh, the bad news about oh. Chinese dramas. Oh no, oh no. Unlike, unlike Korean dramas. So a Korean drama will, uh, a lot of the time actually, and that's changed ever since Netflix came into play. But if yeah. you remember, yeah. a lot of uh, Korean dramas used to be uh, filmed while they were airing. While they were airing, and, yes. And it was a lot of tra- yes. tra- trauma that actually occurred because of that. But yes, yes, yes. So that has changed a lot. But even then, they will film the uh, Korean dramas will film very quickly. They will air, they will give you a date and they will air. Yes. That's not how it works in China. So okay. in China, there is the big body of censorship yes. and there's lots of rules. Yes. Yeah, there's lots. So basically a drama, it will film. And I think the minimum it will film for is three months. But if you're talking a fantasy drama, mm-hmm. it can film to up to six or eight months wow. um, of filming. After filming, it will go, yeah, just filming, just filming. After that, it will go into Mm post-production. And that's where another big difference is noticeable in Chinese dramas because they are dubbed over. Then it goes into post-production and then it has to get a distribution license and it has to pass censorship. Those two things are key. If they do not get those two things, they won't air. It's plain as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So those two things are key. And then they are, Chinese dramas are kind of like, they will be anything from here we are as in they announce the date um they're coming literally the day they are coming oh wow or they will oh yeah or they will announce you know uh, a date in a couple of days time they never give you more than i would say the maximum amount of time they give you between giving you a date and area that date you know to be aired it would probably be maybe a week maybe so very much yeah very much very much unlike korean dramas where they tell you like a month or two in advance when they're gonna air yeah that but the thing is i think this kind of works in their favor because trust me when they give you that date that everything blows up it goes crazy especially if it's a drama that (laughs) you're waiting for so long because you don't have that period of time of oh gosh oh yeah i wanted to check that drama out no it's super fresh in your mind because they just gave you the date a couple of days ago so you (laughs) know get ready it's starting (laughs) it's happening now exactly that's a good point that is or or then there's the what i call the forgotten dramas and by that i mean there's dramas that maybe have filmed in 2019 2018 that haven't aired and they will suddenly be like oh we're airing you know um it's just how the cookie you know so it's impossible you know that you have those like uh 
podcast episodes that for Korean dramas where they'll do, oh, what's upcoming in the next month? It, you yes. can't do that with you Chinese that. dramas. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. impossible. The way, you don't know yeah. until it's happening. That is, I know, yeah. that is so fascinating. It, you don't know until it's there. And then you're like, all right, let's go. No. Let's start watching. But, but like you said, I yeah, basically, pretty cool though. Like you said, you're fresh in your mind. Everyone jumps into it at the same time. I, I think that is kind of fun and exciting. I think K dramas should do more of that. <laughs> Just surprise me, <laughs> surprise me. I like that. But then, let's I think go. there might be a a change. Yeah, yeah go on, go on. No, you think that's gonna be something that may come to be. Uh, no, for Korean dramas, I think uh, people who only watch Korean dramas, they would revolt if that was something that came <laughs> to be in Korean dramas. <laughs> I, I I, would not revolt at all. I think I actually really like that because I don't like knowing much about dramas before they're before they air. I don't like to see, I don't even read descriptions of like plot a lot of time. I just jump in. I always kind of just jump in. So that's how I treat my experience already kind of how c dramas drop i kind of treat my case yeah, yeah, like yeah. so i kind of <laughs> wouldn't like that um but you're right i think other people would probably be like absolutely not absolutely not, not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um now that we kind of did talk about you know the process of production like production for c dramas then i do want to know more about dubbing because that is a big one and i was telling a friend that i was going to be interviewing you about c dramas and that was her first question. She was like, why are they dubbed? And I was like, well, I could Google this and find this out, but I'm like, I don't want to. I'm going to wait until I actually speak to Liliana. So could you tell us why are C dramas often dubbed? Yes. So this is a big one. And there is two main points, I think, two main reasons for it. Mm -hmm. And at the very core of it, one is money. And the okay. second one is Chinese language in general. Exactly. So which is different. If yes, we exactly. pick up, mm -hmm. so if we pick up on, you know, I will compare it directly to Korean because that's probably what's more widely known. Mm -hmm. In Korea, Korean, you have uh, different accents. So, you know, slightly different dialects, uh, you know, from Busan to Seoul to, you know, mm -hmm. there's varying dialects, but on the general, it is pretty, it's, it's still Korean, if yes. that makes sense. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So when you move over into China, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You have to think about how large China is as, you know, a country. It is massive. And within that, you know, expansive, there is you know you don't call it chinese i we always call it chinese but what the main language would probably be mandarin, mandarin and yeah. that is standard mandarin is what the uh, you know censorship wants on screen is your standard mandarin mm -hmm. now not all actors will have the standard mandarin down that's just not you know what happens and also um so for example let's take Wang Hedi because we just talked about him yes if I I don't know Chinese at all I well I've I've picked up a few words and I've picked up like a few things here and there just from watching it just like you do with you know watching Korean dramas but I am no expert at all I'm you know nothing I don't know the language but just from hearing it and this is me, not a Chinese, you know, 
listen you know speaker mm-hmm. i can hear how different, different one hoodies yeah. is you know his speech is to you know somebody else who you know to to somebody to a character in the drama it's so so different mm-hmm. so different night and day so one of the main reasons is that the dialects are so vast and so different it makes no sense if um you have a character that say lives in you know shanghai or in beijing or a city like that Mm -hmm. they would unless they came from somewhere else they would speak standard mandarin with the accent and dialect from that region now if you're bringing in avoid you know a um a an actor he may not speak that and this is where it comes in where chinese dramas are made for chinese people they would be pulled out of that drama because that's not what they're expecting to hear out of that character so that's what i mean by different you know dialects and different um voices but also it's the way um actors and actresses not all of them know how to project their voices how to use their voices as a tool in mm-hmm. acting so that's part of the acting with let's take again Wang Hudi because you know he's a very easy example mm-hmm. his voice does not match a 40,000 year old fictional <laughs> character he just simply doesn't he is a you know, he is a 24 year old with a 24 year old voice. Exactly. He, he does not know how to match. And, you know, he may work on it, but it is impossible for him to get to a point in a very, very short time where his voice is compatible to be that character. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you bring in a voice actor who does know how to work their voice, their main skill is yes. their voice. voice. Exactly. And they play, they dub that character for them. And this is where the second part comes in. Mm-hmm. So basically, a lot of, and it's especially more important for historical dramas because just like in Seiguks, every single um, you know dynasty in China has their own dialect, their own yeah. way of speaking. Mm-hmm. So you bring in, you know, people who know how to do those dialects, those voices who are, you know, studied in it, who, you know, are practiced in it. Mm-hmm. And basically there is a huge, um, you know, allotment in china and it is stunning it's uh i believe i've forgotten the name because i i literally just talked about it a couple of episodes back on my <laughs> podcast but it's i think it's called hyundai hyundai or something like that studios mm-hmm. and it is known to be one of the largest studios in the world it's like 10 studios put together and that is where all of your historicals will be shot it'll be wow. in those studios wow. now in those studios you have planes going you have noises going (laughs) it's really hard to record a historical drama with sound from set because you'd have to isolate it and whatnot so when it comes to that it's so much cheaper to bring in a dubber in afterwards and dub you know that that character and also 
also because they're not recording that you know the lines on set it means that the they would have to pay the actor extra for them to dub themselves in post-production work and that's way 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 more expensive than it is to bring in a voice actor so that's the two main points um i you know money and uh the chinese language in general and how vast it is you know it's completely different it's all about it's Chinese Mandarin is a very tonal language. Yes. So if you say one tone out of place, it means a completely you're meaning something completely different. That's, right. yeah, That's why yeah. it's one of the hardest languages to learn is yeah. Mandarin. So uh yeah, I I you know that's the very basis of it. I haven't again avenue x on youtube she did a video on this mm-hmm. uh, on dubbing in general okay and it's a couple of years old but i highly highly recommend checking that video out because she explains it like no other with all the inside knowledge that yes. i don't have I and she does yes uh, so yeah i would definitely recommend watching that instead you know if for, for even further explanation, I would say. Would you say that for someone who's coming into see dramas for the first time, that that's something that they'll kind of be distracted by if they don't know? Or is that something that you were distracted by or just um, not find at all or notice? It depends. It depends what drama they're watching. Some mm-hmm. dramas are so good, you <laughs> don't realize it. You okay. don't even realize they're being dubbed. Okay. The only reason I now know is because obviously I've watched a lot and I've watched really bad dubbing and I've watched really good dubbing. <laughs> but also, once you start following these actors and actresses, you know what their voice sounds like. But yeah. say, for example, um, very 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 big actress in um, chinese dramas her name's dil raba she tends to have the same person come in and do most of her characters uh-huh. Uh-huh. so there is a very even tone across the board um you know for her characters because she tends to have the same you know dubber sure. for most of her yeah. characters yeah. and also i i just want to emphasize something it's that Dubbing is incredibly, it's such a specific skill and it takes so much work because for an actor or an actress, they have the whole set. They are in costume. They are in a place to get into that character. All the dubber has is a little studio and a screen showing them the shot Mm -hmm. to get into that character. That is, you know, they have to show their emotion with their voices but they don't have any of the aids that an actor or an actress has. So over the years, I've just kind of like come to really, really appreciate the work that dubbers do in general, mm-hmm. just because, you know, they're, it's so different to what an actor has to do. Um, but it has been changing over time. Uh, so there was actually a rule implemented last year put into like, you know, their long, long list of rules that Chinese dramas have to follow. (laughs) And one of them is that um, if the actor or actress cannot provide, um, you know, a certain, you know, 
the right tone or the right voice or whatever for the character then they kind of have to pay out of pocket for the dubber now you think that's scandalous but when i tell you these actors and actresses are making bank so they they are making (laughs) bank so they can afford you know not the smaller actors and actresses but the big ones they could they will probably yeah. just choose to pay it and move on to the next project of course. because there's way more money in starting the next project than there is in staying and doing that but also there's been a huge shift into actually so modern daytime set dramas mm-hmm. have actually started to be um recorded uh audio on set so a lot of the times those are no longer dubbed anymore they are the actors and actresses real voices um so yeah it is starting to change i don't think historicals or fantasies will ever ever change change. in that aspect but modern day set dramas have definitely definitely started to shift into um you know um it's being recorded on set so the actors and actresses will tend to just um you know voice themselves uh but yeah i like i said avenue x's video really really good on it because she goes over all the things about like projecting your voice and how important that is and how many actors and actresses can't actually use their voice as a tool so and i don't think that's something that's as impactful in a korean drama as it is in a chinese drama And it's just difficult for us as international audiences to understand it because when we watch something from the West and you want, you know, an actor to do an accent, they will do an accent. But an accent is different to a whole different dialect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's completely different. And even for, you know, us as international audiences, to us, it's all Chinese. It's all Mandarin. Like, we won't pick up on it, but a Chinese audience will. And at the end of the day, that's who they're they're still making. Exactly. Yeah. Which I still think it's a luxury (laughs) that a lot of, like, obviously Korea does not have. Man, that is a nice luxury to have. Um, So this is- It is changing. It is, it is definitely, yeah, it is changing slightly. They are gearing, not that they are being affected or that there's investment coming in because Mm -hmm. these companies are like, um, so, that's another really big difference. I don't know if you've got this in your questions, but mm-hmm. it's something that's quite interesting. So in Korea, you have um, production companies, so TVN yes. and, yes. you know, MBC, those kind of things. China is completely different. Oh. What you have is platforms. So you have uh, Tencent, you have Aichi, you have yes. Yoku, all of these are owned by other companies and by other companies i mean like big 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 like billions rich companies so it's there it works very very differently they have a lot of money coming in and going out and you know it just works you know there's not a lot of investment that like say something like tencent they not only do dramas they do games they do animation they do a lot of things so that is a huge difference from korea to china because korea 
like TVN will do a drama and then it'll sell it to maybe like, you know, Netflix, Netflix for Netflix to yes. distribute yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. But in China, no, those companies, they will make them, they will distribute them on their apps. They will bring, yeah, they will bring production companies in and like work together with studios, but they still own the drama. They will distribute it. it. And then, yeah, and then they will sell it to places like Viki or Netflix, you know, to also distribute it. Exactly. So not only are they getting money from, you know, being on their platform, airing it on TV, sometimes in China, and also they are getting money from licensing rights to sell it to other places. So yeah, they money. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is, oh man, that is sounds so preferable. Like that would be the ideal way to do this. Obviously keep most of it in your own wheelhouse. And then you, oh yeah, yeah. Then you let others have a little piece of the pie. Like that is ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, is that tied to? And this is just something I I saw briefly a little while ago about C dramas, and I didn't know what it meant. I didn't really dig further into it. But does that tie to like the different classes, or like this classification? Ah, uh, yes. Is that tied to that? So, uh, yes. So okay. basically, the 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 thing the term you will hear a lot of the time is it's an s plus yes, drama that's or what it's I've heard. an s yes. grade drama so that's quite funny that started <laughs> that is a classification that's used within the companies it isn't something that they share at all oh so, so we, why as we... an audience <laughs> yeah so you will see it because as a viewer if you've been watching Chinese dramas for a while, you will know which dramas are S plus. And by that, I mean, they are S plus just means they are the most expensive dramas. <gasps> they will be the ones that is literally what it means. They will be the ones with the, the you know, top big name actors and actresses, they will be the one that these companies are pumping money into. But also, they like the classification was, from what I've learned, um, and I think, again, from Avenue X, I take a lot from her. Uh, So (laughs) basically, these companies, they use um, that as kind of like an internal classification and then advertisers that want to advertise their products within these dramas ah. they will look at that and they will be like this I is where this i need one. to put my money yes, i want exactly this one. This, oh yeah so but you come to learn which a which after watching them for a while just simply because you know which actors and actresses bring in the most money you know you know you know when a drama looks more expensive you know when a platform is pushing that drama a lot harder that tends to be you know when it's getting the more publicity when it's getting the um shots when it's getting the extra clips when it's getting all of that tends to point at that is an s plus drama and that simply means it is the ones that get more money invested into them (laughs) okay so that makes so much sense and i can completely understand that being something that you need in-house as far as like 
you know, for advertisers to know, like, if you want to put your money on this one, you should. Because yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It always comes back to money in the end, honestly. That's what we're finding. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> always comes back to money. But then that also just naturally leads to um, where do you watch your C dramas? Where, what are your platforms? So uh originally when i first started i used to watch mainly on netflix yeah. because that was the only platform that i um knew about so that is probably like your friendly your very beginner friendly user you know platform and then probably the next one i went to was vicky funnily enough these two are the ones that i use the very least nowadays ah, that's what i was gonna <laughs> because... say because there's gotta be something because you mentioned ite and i know for sure that one yes okay okay what... that's those are the platforms i just go directly to these platforms so the ones that i tend to use the most would be ite <laughs> and that is it's said ite but it is spelled i um q i y i okay. yeah. so <laughs> I we would we would almost read it yeah we would almost read it as i q y mm -hmm. like but it's not like it's pronounced i q e so yeah uh that's the one i go to i q e um so there is tencent but if you're in the usa it will yes. be tencent it if you're in Europe, like me, it'll be uh, WeTV. It belongs to Tencent. It is the same company. They just, for some reason, we get WeTV and you guys in the USA get Tencent. It's, okay. you know, yeah, just a different one. And then the last one would probably be Yoku. Those three are the ones that cater the most to um, international fans. They pretty much 99.9% .9 of the time you know uh release episodes with subs and i will so basically i used to love vicky mm -hmm. but the waiting for subs it's a lot better now but the waiting for subs used to absolutely kill me i know they have now <laughs> with chinese dramas they seem to have reached an agreement where they actually buy the episodes or you know I don't know, distribute them, whatever. I don't know how that works. But they get the episodes with um, Chinese subtitles from the original platforms. And basically what they do is they release with those subtitles, but then they tend to have a team that goes in and just cleans the subtitles up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's, you know, Vicky is a pretty good... The thing is for me, Vicky as a platform their interface leaves a lot to be desired by <laughs> and also Aichi and WeTV and Yoku all of these platforms are a lot cheaper if you know when to get your um you know subscription to them yes. and they all so basically I I have Aichi until the end of 2024 and that's because they basically, whenever they do a sale, if you renew and buy a whole year, they just kind of add that to your current plan and Ooh, give you nice. like another year. So it kind of like just rolls on. Yeah. So this year I bought a year of IGE for, uh, so my price was like 15 pounds, which is probably maybe what, 18, $20. 18, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, for a whole year of, you know, ITE, which is crazy to me because which is I know and I pay for ITE. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I that's the only one I have. I don't have Yoku because I feel like Yoku 
I feel like we don't have access to it in the States without using like um, some kind of VPN. I, am I making you that should, up? I should have Yoku. Uh, Yoku. So basically, you should have Yoku. The okay. thing is, Yoku has been uh, slightly like the underdog in terms of developing their stuff. They have now, they only released their app. Um, okay. So they used to be only on YouTube. And actually, that's another really, really good place that I watch a bunch of dramas. WeTV, Tencent, they will all release most of their dramas on their, oh. you know, original channels on YouTube. That's so all awesome. the, so yeah. you can actually, and YouTube has this nifty feature where you can sign up to the channels. I think it's like, you know, sometimes three pounds a month a or, you know, yeah, yeah a subscription yeah. for that channel. Mm -hmm. And you can get early access to the episodes there with English subtitles. What? So that's another option, uh, which is actually cheaper than yeah. signing up for the app itself. And I think the only difference is they'll sli they'll release it slightly yeah. slower on YouTube yeah. Yeah. compared to the app. But that and they will eventually open up most of the those dramas for free. It'll just take a lot longer, um, you know, for them to release them for free. Um, but yeah, Yoku, like I say, you should have access to it. Okay. Last year they released their like app. Um, so that came out last year and they are still like making improvements and like listening to people, which is great. great. Because yeah. people kept saying <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People kept saying to them, you know, we want, can you please work on a, an app for the TV or an app for the tablet? Yes. And they have, they've listened to it. And now there is an app being rolled up for tablets and they have installed like the mirroring, like you can mirror oh, to a big screen. Yeah. So they actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. They listen to a lot. And like with iQiyi, you can get iQiyi on Samsung TVs. You can get iQiyi on um, your yes. Amazon Fire yes. Sticks. Yes. iQiyi, you can get it in a lot of places um but yeah i quite like and also they have this nifty feature and i know a lot of this this may cause debate but <laughs> the you can speed dramas up to 1.5 or 1.5 i'm brilliant that. brilliant i would never do that I, i'm like people why would you do that so I have actually watched dramas a uh, uh, 1.25 or a 1.5 sometimes. And if you move them just slightly to a 1.25, you don't even notice it. You no. barely notice okay. the difference. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes when I use it a lot of the time, it's basically like, so with Chinese, like with Korean dramas, you would give them like four episodes and you know you can pretty much say within four episodes or even maybe a couple more a couple less you mm -hmm. can figure out if you're going to be liking it or not mm -hmm. chinese dramas because they are longer you need to give them more episodes mm -hmm. to figure out whether you're going to like them or not and that nifty feature is great because you can speed the episodes up still understand what's going on still catch on to the story and then figure out okay do i like this i do i can slow it down and keep watching or i can draw drop it and you know it's just like a time efficient get through it yeah yeah, yeah. it's just helpful yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's great and especially like in rom-coms sometimes you know you get those staring scenes oh. that take... <laughs> yeah put those suckers on 1.5 <laughs> they become great scenes i tell you i can totally i can totally see that working no i can absolutely see that working <laughs> or maybe like sight like 
um characters or like their plot lines like okay you know we could speed through this a little bit just exactly. a little bit <laughs> exactly so that's actually kind of genius all right now i see the benefits of speeding up your episodes just a little bit that makes sense would you would you want that for your for the k-dramas your hour and, and 20 minute episodes oh i do so i actually if i'm not enjoying it that much i will actually switch to like my um my um tablet and i will mirror my tablet to my tv and i will like speed it up because netflix up. yeah because netflix has the speeding but it, it you can only get it on the like the android app. apps yeah. not on like on the tv apps which yeah. is just i mean if you've got it on the if you've got it on the one app why not make it onto the other but why not besides but, the point yes oh that's hilarious but, okay. yeah and I, yeah so i'm gonna I think I'm getting to the end of my questions here. And of course, I think I want to kind of wrap up with the question, what are some of your C-drama recs? What are a few that you absolutely feel like people should, if they want to start watching C-dramas in there, are they thinking about starting them? Ones that you think they can just jump into and enjoy and it shouldn't be too much for them to handle? Um, or if you just have ones that are your favorite that you're like, I don't care if anyone else likes this, I absolutely recommend it. <laughs> I loved it, you know, because I think that that counts too for a recommendation. So do you have any off the top of your head that you would like, hey, if you are looking for a C-drama to watch, try this one? So for this, this is actually, this is really hard for me to answer because when I get a question like, oh, what do you recommend? I tend to ask a question back, and that is, what, what is you like? your favorite <laughs> yeah, Korean so you dramas? Like? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, what do you Tell like? Tell me yeah. your favorite Korean dramas, because that tells me all I need to know about that person's viewing habits exactly. to then recommend something within that genre that won't be much of a big, you know, um, jump, and then they will be able to do that. But if i'm going by simply dramas that i absolutely that love, loved that you love that you know that i will go with that instead and i think love between fairy has to be one okay, if you okay. want fantasy if you want epic romance that is the drama to go to it is beautiful okay. and also it is a very 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 easy introduction into uh fantasy because i know i'll say this and you guys will be like oh my god really <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 36 episodes but taking into account that most fantasy dramas in chinese drama land are like 50 plus that's really good that is really good that is really good. i don't mind i don't mind 60 plus episode dramas i'm not averse to that i even yeah. though i do mostly watch k dramas i am not i have no problem give me the amount of episodes i need to make sure this story is yeah. told beautifully. That's all I care about. And if it's 63 episodes, it's 63 episodes. Or if it's 30, then it's 30, you know? So I yeah. don't, but that's so, small for a fantasy. Yeah. I would think it would be a lot more. And like I said, they're only about 40, if you take the credits out, they're only about, about 40 minutes per episode. Okay. So they are a lot shorter. Now, I will caveat that with, if you're going <laughs> into this, 
for the very first time and you've never watched you know a chinese drama before and this is your first time ever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you will struggle a little bit with the female lead at the beginning and that is simply because she is almost um characterized as there's this trend in chinese fantasy where a lot of the female leads they start as this like almost very innocent very childlike almost character mm -hmm. but you have to hang in there because her arc throughout the whole drama the person she is at the end is completely different to the person okay. she okay. is at the beginning there is growth between our female and our male lead there is um you know this it's not necessarily a spoiler but one of my favorite lines of the whole drama is said by her and it's said to the male lead and what she says is you have to trust me because there is no hierarchy between a couple and that alone tells you everything that relationship grows to be um so well, yeah like, I, I i you trust me trust me. yeah oh yeah okay i can handle it uh, i've got this but she that. doesn't <laughs> she does not start as that character, character she starts of like yeah 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 she starts as very innocent I and also that. you know her voice might slightly grate people. She has this, she has kind of like a high pitched kind of voice. Believe it or not, she was not dubbed. That she is, was not dubbed. she was not. Wang really? yeah, Wang Kadi is dubbed Yu Su Shin or Esther Yu, as you know, she's that's her English name. Um, Esther Yu wasn't dubbed, that is her real voice in the drama. Um, but yeah, it's it's because the story clay, you know, it it warrants that character to be that way this very innocent she these are characters that are like they live for thousands and thousands and thousands of years so when they say she's only like you know three thousand years old or something that's very 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 young yeah. to them yeah <laughs> and also and also a lot of these characters when it comes to chinese fantasy they come from like being a a plant or something like that and then they kind of accumulate enough power to then become take on human form and that's you know that's it's very very different and that's why the characters are so different so i would say if you want to try love between and fair uh, love between fairy and devil do give it to episode nine there is okay. an epic scene in episode nine that gets most people if by okay. episode Doesn't nine at the very late yeah if by episode nine very latest episode 12 it doesn't okay. get you then it isn't for you okay you know let that's it go fair. it that's isn't fair. for you that's fair. but give it that you know with chinese dramas i always say give them a little bit more time okay. um yeah that would be one of my all-time recommendations another one would be the it's a modern set drama and it's mm -hmm. called go ahead go that ahead. is probably available on viki it's available on youtube it's available on uh i believe Chi. i think it is an Chi production it's mm -hmm. available in a couple of platforms and um, and it is the best found family drama i have oh, ever watched I love so found family. Is, that's my, one of my favorite oh that's one of my favorite i love found family it is beautifully done and i will say this is the drama that i recommended to a bunch of friends some of them had never watched 
Chinese dramas before, and this was a drama that got them. So that you know, <gasps> okay. it is one of. It is so basically the story. All the like most of the mothers in this drama are horrible. They are not good oh. mothers oh. at all, right?、Hmm. But. The dads, especially one dad, makes up for it because、oh, the dad is yeah. like the epitome of what you want a dad to be.、Oh. He is loving. He is caring. He shows his love towards his kids through food,、oh. and、um, he basically like encourages them and pushes them to be the best version of themselves. But like, doesn't push them too hard that they're you know exasperated. They're the person he they go to, and it's basically two boys and a girl, and they are not blood related at all. But they kind of grow up as brother and sisters, and you know they are neighbors. And the this dad just kind of takes care of all of them, and it's a very heartwarming、um, drama.、Right、I think it has. <laughs> Yeah, it has it has some very hard moments to watch. It deals a little bit in mental health、oh. and all、yeah. of that, so it has some really heart wrenching scenes. But you know, I loved it, and also it has one of my favorite actresses as well. Her name's、uh, Tan Song Yoon. I absolutely love her. She's you know very, very, very. She this is one of my favorite characters that she's played. So yeah, that's Go Ahead.、Um, And then, if I were to say something that I really, really enjoyed as well, would be、uh, the historical.、Um, it's called、uh, One and Only,、okay. and you have to watch One and Only, and you have to follow it by Forever and Ever. So basically, these two dramas are based on one novel, and in the novel, the female lead、uh, remembers her past life with the male lead, and she kind of like remembers it all. And they talk about like reincarnation and all of that. However, reincarnation does not float with censorship. So this is this drama is built so beautifully because. The author of the original book is the screenwriter for the drama, and、oh, she came、wonderful. in and she, yeah, and she came, she came in and she basically, that's fine. It won't pass censorship. That's absolutely fine. We'll split them into two dramas. So they, there is、uh, one and only is a historical set. It's、mm -hmm. very, very sad, but you then have forever and ever, which is a modern set. And they basically, with Chinese dramas, it's all in between, like reading in between the lines and finding、oh. the clues that the writers leave for you. So the stuff that they can't get in, you know, past censorship, they、oh. leave like little clues for the watcher. And yeah, for one and only, and for forever and ever is basically like just that. And like so, in the very first scene of Forever and Ever. The female lead is a dubber, and she dubs dramas, and she's actually dubbing the last scene of One and、oh、Only, and they link it that、oh、way, and it's it's beautiful, it's it's beautiful,、oh、and there's like little bits all over the place, you know, that you know connect everything together. It's so beautifully interwoven. Um, so yeah, I that's definitely one I would recommend because you get the historical and the, and modern, the modern, and I highly suggest. 
yeah watching the both it is the same actor and actress playing the same like they have the same yes. names and everything oh so I um I yeah that's one i really really loved and i think the last one i would say is again a historical but it's a very very different historical um because it is it's called new life begins it's on aichi i believe it's probably on vicky as well vicky has it and it's a light historical i would say it's a nice introduction mm. into like historicals and it's a lot of it like the romance in it is nice but what is shines bright in this drama is the female relationships and how the females like evolve the culture so it becomes a better world for them to be in um so yeah i really 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 loved that drama i actually did an episode my very first guest episode was with k drama jen and it was about this drama this new drama. life begins ah. uh yeah we really really absolutely loved it it was such a good watch um and then just for something a little bit more serious uh, a nice easy going into uh historicals um i would say it's called the sword and the brocade and that starts with like i think that one is also on vicky um and that kind of like starts with like in-house politics as opposed to like palace politics because the problem is when you get into um chinese historicals or you know those kind of dramas there is ones that are like really big names you have like nirvana and fire or yes. joy of yeah. life yes. those are masterpieces of chinese <laughs> dramas but but i would never recommend them to a beginner because yeah. there is so much to keep track of and so many characters so many subplots that you have to be used to watching that kind of drama so what i would say is something like the sword of and, and the brocade is like an easy and like especially if you start new life begins sword and brocade and then like one and only as well those are all you know historical, historical. set dramas and they're actually different historicals so um the sword and the brocade i believe it is ming dynasty if but i may be misremembering but that's a different dynasty to the other ones um so it kind of like easily slows you you know eases you in into those and then once you're way more comfortable then yeah. make the jump into those you know really really big name ones once you can like fully enjoy them i think oh that sounds so cool okay that actually i am totally taking this list for myself so that's why i'm like i want to start watching more c dramas again and so i and but i do feel like i'm so far removed from it these days that i needed this kind of moment of just like education but then also kind of your idea of what you kind of 
appreciate as far as you, what you've enjoyed, yeah. think you value as kind of like your tops. I think that's a good place to start for some people, or especially someone yeah. who like me, I'm not adverse to watching sea dramas. You know, I have no problems. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's easier for me to just kind of jump into any old thing that's recommended. But you're right, like there are certain things that you kind of like, don't, don't do that if you've never done this. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Build up There's actually... Yeah. Um, I actually have, uh, I hope you don't mind me plugging this one episode, yeah. but I think it's really, really helpful. I actually have uh, two episodes, which one is called Sea Drama 101. And that's basically like, if you're a, you know, a very, very beginner to Chinese dramas, I kind of like go through all the things that in the beginning, I wish I knew before heading into them. So mm -hmm. I go over the dubbing again, I go over a bunch of things that, you know, are very unique to Chinese dramas. But also I have uh, an episode which I think is called uh, Bite Size uh, Chinese dramas for beginners and by that I mean they're all 20 episodes or oh, under nice. and they kind of like give you a gist they are not the best Chinese dramas out there by far but they kind of like give you a little bit of an entry if you're a little bit more worried about the longer you know episode count because by norm a chinese drama tends to sit at like 24 to 30 episodes mm -hmm. that's kind of like where they happily sit at mm -hmm. unless it's like thrillers and that sort of thing thrillers tend to you know thrillers and crime dramas they tend to sit at 12 episodes for most of them and actually if you're a if you if you're a person who enjoys thriller or crime dramas or anything like that i would highly highly recommend to check out the Aichi light on series oh. all of these are 12 episodes and they are some of the best um crime thrillers that i've ever watched Ooh. some of them include uh, the bad the bad kids uh, the long night um so yeah that's are really really good and actually if you go into the ICE app it'll give you like a tab that is literally it just says light on series um so <laughs> all of those are, are like you know okay yes yeah, thriller and crime and also you have their sweet on series which is the complete opposite Aww. and it's kind of <laughs> like your fluffy romance dramas <laughs> so yeah those <laughs> yeah those are really good places to start as well for beginners um but yeah those also a drama if you like um a drama that aired last year and it is 16 episodes and it is brilliantly done it, it, there was a lot of buzz about it and that was called reset and yes, it's kind of i have a friend who loved it yes yeah, yeah, yeah. loved it last year yes i have heard about reset would you would recommend reset I would definitely recommend Reset. It made it into my top five dramas for last year. Last year. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it 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 only came behind uh, Fairy and Devil, A New Life Begins, and another one called Lighter and Princess. Those were my top three last year. But Reset came in at like third because I tied New Life Begins and Lighter and Princess in second. I could not choose between them, so I was like, I'm making the rules. These two <laughs> joined second. <laughs> I love that. It's like they're tied. I don't care. They're tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's really all my questions. I kind of went through. We touched on 
all of my questions, but then you also gave a lot of extra goodies. So that was really helpful because <laughs> it was like stuff I didn't even think to ask about. You totally threw that in there. So that was perfect. I'm sorry that if this was like too intense of a, you know, I feel like we really, I really kind of, I got a lot out of you. And I don't know if that was fair. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I love talking about Chinese dramas, so I can literally sit all day and talk Absolutely. about any aspect of them. <laughs> and that's why I wanted you to be here, because I do feel like I needed someone who had a perspective of like, just in love with them, but then also have, like you said, so very informed at the same time. So I really, really appreciated hearing from you today. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. I I loved it. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was great being on here. It was so much fun. Um, and I, again, may be bothering you later on down the road. Just me, just kind of probably DM you, message, direct messaging you about any of them. If I pick up a few, um, I might come bother you. So just oh, please do. That. I love it. I love it when people like just come into my uh, Instagram DMs and be like, oh, you know, are we watch are you what have you watched this? What's this? Or, or you know, I'm watching this and I, I love it. I love talking I dramas. Know. So I'm I more than happy to do it. I love this. I and I suppose even this kind of interview it also is just like i love hearing other people talk about dramas like i am someone who talks about dramas all the time and so yeah. like, i also appreciate that from others so it's just like ah uh, from one drama watcher to another drama watcher this is such a fun time so thank you for being here seriously this i was so nervous and i was like i don't know how this even works i'm interviewing people like what does it mean but i think you we're just like the best interviewee as in you oh thank you talking about you were ready to talk so that was so 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 great you made it so easy and so painless so i really appreciate it. i think i think when when you sit down with other podcasters that podcast about asian dramas you already have the biggest thing in common which yes. is you just yes. absolutely love yes. these dramas yes. so the conversation just kind of like naturally flows so <laughs> you know that's how it works so i'm glad that this was a it was a very free-flowing kind of conversation and i think I think my listeners are actually going to really be surprised by this episode. And I think they're going to actually really like it. I think this is going to be like, what? Lola's watching, talking about sea dramas? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I can French out. I don't just watch K-dramas all, well, recent years. I have only been watching <laughs> All I have time for, honestly, it's all I have time for. But I am doing going to make a very kind of conscious effort to pick up some, some, some dramas of other countries like I used to, like that was not my start. I didn't even start with K-dramas. I started with J-dramas, honestly. So that's what so I started with J-dramas. And before J-dramas, I started with Hong Kong cinema. I was a oh huge God. Hong Kong cinema fan. So when you were talking about a lot of the kind of production elements and the dubbing, like I actually knew a lot about that from the kind of film arena. So that's why I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Hong Kong in general, the dramas they do and the cinema they do is so different to mainland China. It's crazy. It's crazy. I it's not something it's not I haven't watched a lot of them, but I know they are very, very different to mainland China. Um and they just offer a completely different perspective. So they are definitely, you know, a good um a good watch as well. 
So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to branch out. Try. I'm excited for you. I know. I feel like I have a lot to start with. So I'm like, okay, where do I even begin? But I'm going to probably be really, really like methodical, methodical about it and kind of like plan out when I'm going to have to start and watch one. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm probably going to do something really ambitious knowing me. I'm going to be like, let's go. 63 episodes in two days. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, if you've got the time, you won't even realize that I you've know. watched that many episodes if the story is compelling, if, which if those long dramas tend yes. to be. Yeah. Yes, if it's good, I am a marathoner. I love just going nonstop into something. So that's why, again, I don't mind the hour long episodes because, like, I can keep going. Like, just keep it going, keep it running, runtime. I don't care. But so I, I can totally see myself picking up the largest sea drama i can find and try to finish it super quickly but i'm not going to do that i think i want to savor it whatever one i do pick up i'm going to try my best to kind of really savor it and maybe i'll talk about it you know i don't know we'll see <laughs> i might be too nervous to talk well, about well you it. can come and talk to me i'll I be know, way excited and if it's something that you've watched uh, that i've watched before i would be more than happy to talk to you about it because <laughs> you know I always love talking Chinese dramas. So. Good. And I, and like I said, I will probably be bothering you. So just you wait and see, just you wait and see. Seriously. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a blast. It was a pleasure having you with me today. I am going to let, kind of wrap up this episode, but I am so grateful again to have you here as a guest. And I'm so glad that I have someone in my, you know, my, my back pocket now that I can kind of jump to whenever <laughs> I have questions about sea dramas. I'm just going to jump to you. Like, Definitely. Hey, but I'm also going to check out the YouTube, the Avenue X channel, because it does sound like Definitely. that's a wonderful place to kind of get some of that, you know, extra details about. she does she's she's like my go-to in general for um details and you know inside knowledge and just in general explanations yeah. she does beautiful edits and she even has like a little store that she does like stickers and merch and i i you know i follow her on all the socials and especially <laughs> youtube she does like a daily um a weekly update where she will update um you know what's uh kind of like gearing up to premiere what's um you know announced premiere dates what's the news like at which place are the um dramas at in terms of like are they filming are they that sort of stuff she updates on all of that so it's great oh, resource awesome. to keep up with trying these dramas for sure resource yeah it's an actual resource to keep up like if you don't yeah 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 yeah. i love the weekly because like you now that we know that sea <laughs> dramas kind of just just start airing all of a sudden <laughs> you have to have like these weekly updates like okay everyone it's time it's time for this one it's yeah, yeah 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 that is nice <laughs> to have someone who's doing that for you <laughs> I can see me missing that. I can totally see me missing that. So I would need someone to like, who can I go to who's going to for sure let me know what's coming this week. That is perfect. How many do you know is airing for this month of January? Do you know? A count? Uh, so for, uh, I can actually. So basically, I at the end of every month, I used to have them on my currently watching list. I would just list them, but it doesn't quite work in that format. So actually, I post them up on my Instagram at the end of the month. 
everything that's premiered in the last month uh, because it works better that way yeah, to do it way. you know what yeah, premiered exactly. in the last month yeah. so I can actually I have a list so I can actually count them up really quickly and tell okay. you okay uh, for January let me see Twenty-two. Oh wow! <laughs> I was not expecting you for to January. Twenty-two, and and December was thirty, right? Like wow. Oh, uh, December was. I think December was. I don't know. That was a guess, but I don't. December was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> every every week there was like a new drama i don't i, I don't know I, I don't know how you keep up with it i mean i barely keep up with my k dramas and i'm consistently doing 10 12 10 to 12 and it's like i still feel like i'm not keeping up or i'm not watching all of them so how you do that with 22 I just counted it was 27 for december oh. but that does not include any like mini series or oh. you know very short <laughs> series so that's just like full length chinese dramas oh by God. mini series i mean those dramas that are like um uh, you know 10 minutes per episode and they're like you know 10 episodes or whatever they're, they're like really short format yeah um i'd never include those but that's like full length dramas there was 27 in december in three weeks mind you not in four in three weeks and so that was insanity december was crazy oh my goodness i could not they will ramp it up february january is always a little bit quieter because it's chinese new year so yes. nobody works over that period of time well chinese new year lunar new year lunar chinese new year, year. Yes. you yes. know what i mean and yes. um, but basically they um they yeah that nobody works uh, or a lot of people don't work over that period of time so that kind of like slows down and also for that period of time it's more like a movie um you know release than it is a drama release so but actual movies that go into cinema are not necessarily you know streaming sites yeah. So yeah yeah so cinema movies over there um so that's why there hasn't you know I say that, but to a K-drama watcher, 22 seems like a lot. <laughs> February, there will probably be more because they kind of ramp it up for the, um, you know, Valentine's Day Valentine's and all Day. of that. They kind of wrap ramp up summer is even crazy because all the people are holidaying or they're off school or whatnot so they release and throw out a lot more of dramas so yeah it's 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 crazy it is oh my gosh but it's i mean but it's fun when you love them right it's like it's a bad it's a good problem mm. to have a very good problem to have oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You don't run out of dramas you to never watch, run that's out. for sure. You never run out. So that's what I love. And then even if you, you know, are someone like who watches one exclusively, maybe one country's dramas, that's even more reason to branch out. If you do feel like it's getting a little stale in one area, you can go oh, yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, the, the genius. So, I, you know, I think that's another reason why people should kind of dibble and dabble everywhere. Dibble and dabble everywhere. Oh, for sure, for sure. It gives you so many... <laughs> opportunities and you know it, it broadens your horizons it completely does. absolutely but that was it i'm gonna wrap up i've i've taken too much of your time today so we can only no, it's been a pleasure been a pleasure 
No, seriously, thank you so much for joining me. I am wrapping up this episode and I hope everyone loves it. <laughs> but that's all for this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening, whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or the evening. I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola and Liliana's off. <laughs>